And uh, the subject I'd like to really uh, think about this afternoon is this one on the screen behind me. Uh, How can you and I have certainty in a world so full of uncertainty? As I've reflected on this last year particularly, uh, I've been thinking that so much of what we've experienced in this country and abroad on the news has left us with a lot of uncertainty and fear, hasn't it? And if you're anything like me, there'll be lots of emotions that this year has brought for you. So I want to help us to think about how does Christmas help us to think about what it means to live in a world of uncertainty and fear. And to do that, what I've done is I've tried to think of a different thing that came up on the news through the different months of the year, just to help us remind one another of some of the uncertainties and fears that we live with. So here we go, just to run through 12 months. If you think back to January doesn't seem that long ago, does it? We had the Zika virus and all the problems associated that were on the news burning brightly. Into February, there was all sorts of worries about kind of uh, global instabilities uh, and certain things that certain nations were doing that were violating UN sanctions. Uh, And it leaves us uncertain. How is the world going to cope in the future where there are certain leaders who aren't accountable to anyone? In March, you'll remember the terrible... Um, terrorist attacks in Lahore and in Belgium. Pretty close to home in many ways, and it could easily have been our airports where we were flying. Perhaps you know someone who was caught up in one of these atrocities. Uh, the Syrian refugee crisis has been a massive problem and leaves us all with great uncertainty and fear, and particularly the image at the top right-hand side of the screen. Terrible image that was flashed on our newspapers and on the news. But this is the reality that's been going on all through the year, and it continues today. It's just not reported on every day. Little fun one. Maybe you were thinking, if you're a Top Gear fan like me, was the new Top Gear team going to work? Or was it again going to leave us with great uncertainty? Was it going to be as good? And the jury's still out. It's up to you whether you're going to continue pursuing Top Gear or not. Brexit was big, wasn't it? The big election. And and were we going to stay in Europe or were we going to get out of Europe? And depending on which way you voted, you'll be happy with the outcome or very despondent. But huge amounts of uncertainty and fear were cast all over our nations and on social media when Britain decided to exit the European Union. July, there was the failed military coup in Turkey, an ongoing instability in many nations not far from here. August, Rio... Do you remember, was the Zika virus going to affect the Olympics? Was Usain Bolt going to get the triple-triple? Were the cyclists going to get busted for doping again? Lots of uncertainty. Now here's a controversial one. Let's do a straw poll. Would you stick your hand up if you like the new £5 notes? There's a few of you. See, I'm not so sure. They remind me too much of like Monopoly money. They're too like the Euro for my liking. But it leaves us with uncertainty, doesn't it? Some people don't like some of the changes that we've come across this year. October, there was loads of stuff on the news about ongoing global warming and the fact that we're destroying our planet quicker than we can reproduce it. This dominated the news, didn't it? For a lot of the year, and then in November, and uh, really in many ways a kind of shock victory, and it's left you with different feelings. But in many ways, very genuinely, it's left us with great uncertainty and fear, hasn't it? How will our world cope? What will the world be like in a few years' time? And then, even more seriously in November. (laughs) The bottom picture, Toblerone as you and I know it. The top picture, the new Toblerone. And can you believe it? The next image, no, I kid you not, was the front page of the sun on one day in November. That was headline news for the sun. 
But when some of our favorite chocolate bars go through such a, a change or an evolution as they have, you just think, what, what hope have we got? If it continues with this trend, the Toblerone is going to cease to exist soon. It'll be more like a dime bar, and then it'll disappear altogether. And then the last one, the one that you're really worried about, the one that's led to greatest uncertainty and fear. How are you going to cook your turkey tomorrow? Uh, those of you who are here on Carols by Candlelight, I said that I was cooking a Christmas ham. I was going to cook it in Coca-Cola and um, baste it in maple syrup. I cooked it today. We had our Christmas lunch today. And um, I hope it went down okay. You can ask my family who are here afterwards. Um, but cooking the Christmas dinner always leaves us with uncertainty, doesn't it? Okay, a few things that are funny, but actually lots and lots of images that are very serious. So maybe as you look at some of those images and then you reflect on how the dictionary describes certainty... You're left thinking, well, I'm not a very certain person. Do we live in a world where we can have firm convictions about many things? Do we live in a world where lots is reliably true? Do you as a person have a general air of confidence? And if you don't, then you come to Christmas, and this is a sort of typical Christmas card image. All very nice, isn't it? And you look at this image and you think, okay, we're celebrating Christmas, but we've lived through a year of huge uncertainty and very genuine fears. And after Christmas is all done, we're going to go back to living in a world of great uncertainty and fear. Kind of what relevance could Christmas ever have to us living in that kind of a world? Well, the Bible, as I introduced with a little short talk earlier on, is hugely relevant to us. Because actually, the very first Christmas, the first Christmas story, wasn't a Christmas story like this picture on the scene behind me. It wasn't very nice. Jesus was born into a world of great instability and uncertainty. Jesus was born into a world of massive fears, political unrest, uncertainty in all sorts of ways. And that is why Christmas matters to us so much. Let me give you some examples. Some of the characters you meet right at the beginning of the Christmas story, which we've had read through all our carol services, notice that each of them is met with uncertainty and fear. Don't have you ever spotted this before as you've read through familiar stories. There's Zechariah. He's the father of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the last prophet speaking messages from God to God's people. He was going to prepare the way for Jesus who was soon to come. And the angels came to Zechariah and said, you're going to give birth to John and he is going to prepare the way for Jesus. And we read that Zechariah was filled with fear. And that fear led to uncertainty. He's saying, how can this be true? There's one character gripped with uncertainty and fear. Then you think about another central character in the Christmas story. There's Mary riding on a donkey on the way to Bethlehem to give birth to her son. Mary, probably 13 or 14 years old. She's a teenager. She's not even married yet. She's never slept with a man. An angel comes to her and tells her that she's going to give birth to the saviour of the world. If that was you, you'd be fearful. She's filled with great uncertainty. She was greatly troubled. First of all, an angel has spoken to her. Secondly, an angel said she's going to give birth. And she's saying, but I'm a virgin. And so amidst all the fear that Mary was experiencing, she too experienced great fear and uncertainty. She says, how could this even begin to be possible? I'm a virgin. How can I give birth? And then the last characters I'll look at uh, this afternoon, the shepherds. Remember, they're keeping watch over their flocks at night. Or as one naughty boy once said, washing their socks at night. And an angel comes to the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around the shepherds, and we read that they were terrified. 
And even the shepherds faced uncertainty, didn't they? Because after the message had come to the shepherds, they said, well, we've got to go and find out. We're not sure what this message is all about, but we're going to go and see. So you and I live in a world where there are loads and loads of fears and we're uncertain about many things. The Christmas story is no different. It's not a kind of postcard of a very nice little scene. It's very relevant to us because Jesus was born in a world of huge uncertainty and fear. Well, as you think about the fear of God, so often many of the fears and anxieties that you and I experience in our life, and they're very legitimate, they're fears and anxieties that are created by things outside of us. Maybe you're facing financial pressures or health pressures or um, worries about the future. Worries out there, legitimate worries that make us anxious and fearful. But the Bible talks about another kind of fear, another fear that is actually far more important that is really a fear deep within our heart. And it's a fear of God exposing what is in our heart. Because at Christmas, one of the names that's given to Jesus is light. God at Christmas expo- shines light into the darkness of our world. And what he does is he shines light into the darkness of our hearts. And as God shines his light into the darkness of my heart, and if he shone light into your heart, it would expose what our hearts are really like. And the problem with all of our hearts is our hearts have turned in on themselves. We've become the most important thing in our lives. The reason that I showed you a whole heap of images at the beginning from January to December, the reason the world is in the mess that it's in, is because you and I have made ourselves really, really important in God's world. And we've made God really, really unimportant. Well, we have many different uncertainties and many different fears But if you stop and reflect, there is one uncertainty and one fear that probably we ought to think about. And even if we don't articulate it, there's definitely a fear that we have. The biggest one is probably the uncertainty of our identity. Have you ever asked the question, who am I? Who am I? Because remember earlier, I, I showed us that the Bible, though it's 66 books, is actually one story. And it's one story that says one thing. How can I know God? And as I come to know who God is, it helps me understand who I am. One of the big uncertainties you and I have in our life is the uncertainty of identity. Who am I? A second big uncertainty that you and I can have is an uncertainty of purpose. Why am I? At the end of the day, why am I? Why do I exist? What's the point of my life? And it's an important question that we will ask. And the third big uncertainty that we can often have is an issue of security. What happens when I die? I'm taking a funeral next Friday. And when you face death, when you face the death of a loved one or you yourself are facing death, it leaves you with huge uncertainty and fear. And so there are really big questions in life that need answers. Well, here's some really good news. Remember I said earlier, in all the 66 books, there are four. They're the Gospels. They're accounts of Jesus' life. There's one Gospel written by a a doctor, a guy called Luke. And we read, right at the beginning of his Gospel, these words. And Luke says, lots of people have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us. Just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses. So he's saying there were lots of people who lived with Jesus, who heard him, who saw him, they spoke to him. And they have told people about Jesus. And so he says, verse 3, with this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, 
I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus. Theophilus was a Roman governor. Maybe he's some guy who said to Luke, the doctor, what is it all these people are talking about? He'd be a bit like you saying to maybe a pastor or a friend, what is Christmas all about? And and Luke, the doctor says, I'll tell you what it's all about. And then he goes on in verse four and he says, this is the reason I've written my gospel. Have a look here. So that you may have certainty. So if we live in a world of uncertainty and fear, is this not really good news? That someone has something to say which is certain about Jesus. And what is that certainty that Luke wants to proclaim at Christmas time? Well, he tells us in the next chapter, and it's a familiar passage. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. So if you take those verses and you just throw those big uncertainties that you and I have at them, let's see how those verses help us. We have the uncertainty of identity. Who in the world am I? Doesn't Luke tell us? If you're not sure who you are, the answer is you are, can, can be a child of God and you are loved very dearly. If you look at that verse, the angels tell the shepherds, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Not good people, not religious people, not church going people, all people. One writer has said, you and I have the irresistible desire to be irresistibly desired. We want to be loved. It's the strongest human emotion, isn't it? And these verses tell us that you are loved with a perfect love from the God who made us. So if you've got uncertainty about your identity, Christmas helps you and it helps me because it tells us that we're loved by God. Maybe we've got uncertainty about our purpose. Why am I here at the end of the day? I live for how many years God gives me, but what's the purpose of it all? But look at our verse because it tells us that the reason that God created you and the reason he created me was that we can know God. Remember the shepherds, they said, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. And the writers of the Bible tell us that if you want to experience lasting joy, true joy comes through a relationship with the God who made you. Why? Because all the good things that you enjoy in your life, he has given them. And when you know the creator of good things, good things take on so much more joy. Identity, purpose and what about security another massive uncertainty do you have a fear of death what will happen to you when you die it's a massive question that we all ask but the great news of this verse is that it tells us that if we're trusting in the lord jesus christ death actually has no power death is one of these things that has is in many ways the great leveler it's the one thing that you and i have ultimately no control over i do not know when i'm going to die But I know that I will. But you notice in this verse, when the shepherds speak, uh, uh, the angels speak to the shepherds, they say, we bring good news of great joy for all people. Why? Because today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born. Why is Christmas all about a baby who's come to be the saviour? It's because the loving God who created all of us, we've all rejected him. We thought about that earlier our hearts have turned in on themselves we don't love him with all that we are and so you and i owe god a debt it's a debt that we can't pay 
But there was someone who had never did anything wrong. And he could pay the debt. And that is why God entered time and space in the person of Jesus Christ. To be born and to die on a cross. That the debt that you owe and the debt that I owe can be paid for us. And so this Christmas, as you continue to reflect on many of the uncertainties in our world, many of the legitimate fears that you'll have and that I have, we don't need to be people who go on and say things like, what has this world come to and give up? Instead, perhaps this Christmas, for the first time, you could be a person who says, who is it that has come into this world? Because the great news of Christmas that we will be celebrating together tomorrow is that God came into this world in the person of his son Jesus and he came into the world with one purpose to die on a cross that you and I can be forgiven so that we can know God and so that we can have a purpose and so that we can have security when we die and so that we can have an identity that we don't need to foster for ourselves but an identity he gives us that you and I were created to know God and he is the source of all joy So on behalf of our pastoral team here and the whole church, can I wish you all a really, really happy Christmas. And our prayer for us all is that this Christmas we would understand the great joy of what Christmas is all about. And as you tomorrow open some presents that will be under your tree, as you receive presents from family and friends, that is an indication that you're loved. And as you give presents, that is an indication that you love But let's let all of those presents remind us of the greatest present of all. The greatest gift that anyone could give us. Where God gave us his son. That we might be forgiven and be able to know him. That is why Christmas is so full of joy. Have a very happy Christmas.